And then when you arrive in Canada, you will have to take another COVID-19 test. And then you'll have to quarantine for three days while you wait for that test results to come back. At your own expense, out of your own pocket. And you may want to know how the government came up with this $2,000 hotel quarantine bill. Why should I pay for it? Why should I pay for for you because there's always been a travel advisory but then those people that traveled anyways just stub their just snub their nose at it don't take it in, in, into account that you're not only putting yourself in risk when, at risk when you travel but you're also putting people at risk when you return home, potentially if you have COVID-19. Putting people at risk on the airplanes. The air passenger rules explained. Some of the government's new travel measures are already in place. On January 31st, Canada major airlines, in an agreement with Ottawa, canceled all flights to sunny destinations, including Mexico and the Caribbean, until April the 30th. Several American airlines still fly from Canada to those destinations, but passengers will encounter at least one U.S. stopover along the way. So people who use other airlines to to leave the country to go on a vacation despite these new measures put in place. Canada Airlines are still flying to the United States because essential workers need to travel between Canada and the United States during the pandemic because the land borders are closed. Now I like to see the United States on board with this, but canceling all international flights into the United States unless it is for essential reasons. With the case counts in the United States of over 25 million people infected, a half a million people have died, and yet, they have no restrictions on people entering the United States. Canada bound passengers must provide a proof of a negative COVID-19 test before boarding their flight. And all flights entering the country are now being funneled into four major airports, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, in Vancouver.
Now, upon their arrival, as they wait for the results, up to three days in a designated hotel, passengers, passengers who test negative can leave and finish the rest of their 14-day quarantine at home. Those with positive tests will be required to stay at a designated government facility. Now, what about the cost? Passengers will be billed for their hotel stay. And Ottawa has suggested the cost would be about $2,000. They go on to say it's unclear if two people sharing a room would have to pay double uh, pay, uh, pay double that amount, it should be per person. So boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife, then it should be $2,000 a piece. It costs you $4,000. And many people have questioned how a three-day stay in a hotel could cost $2,000. The government says the amount would also cover related expenses, such as the cost of tests, transportation, hotel security, and added health protection for the hotel staff. Presumptually, meals would not be included, would be included as well. So why should I have to pay? Why should I have to pay out of my tax dollars and you come back here and you get all this for free because it was your choice in the first place to travel. That is your problem, not mine. It is just not simply the cost of a hotel room, Public Safety Minister Bill Blair said on January the 29th. He said travelers shouldn't balk at the price tag. You made the decision to travel. Don't bulk at it, pay it, or don't go anywhere. We think that if people are going to make those choices to travel, they should bear the full cost and responsibility of all the measures that are necessary to keep, to keep Canadians safe. You made the choice, not me, not anybody else. Same goes with international travelers. And I ask myself, why are you even bothering coming here? You need to go on the Canadian website on travel and you're going to find these restrictions. Is there any exceptions to the rule? The government has said there will be limited exceptions the hotel quarantine requirement, but it hasn't yet laid out who will be exempt at a news conference on Tuesday. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau suggested that there could be some wiggle room for extreme cases. Obviously, there may be protective or compassionate or humanitarian exemptions that must be made in given situations. And we'll take a look at those, he said. Some people who have already received the COVID-19 vaccine in Florida have asked the CBC News if they would be exempt from the hotel quarantine requirement. Ottawa says no. 
So however you get back here, you're still going to have to have that negative test before you arrive back in Canada. And then you're going to have to take the test again. And then you're going to have to quarantine in a hotel room. You made your bed, now you sleep in it. Dr. Theresa Tan, Canada's top chief medical public health officer, said on Friday that it's unclear if vaccinated people can still get the virus without developing symptoms and then infect others. The scientific principle underpinning the application of vaccines for international travel cannot be made at this time because we do not know if the vaccines reduce transmission. When will they take effect? Well, here in Ontario, you have to take that COVID-19 test when you come back in, and that's in the, under, under the Ontario rule. The federal rule um, could be as early as February the 4th, which is come and gone. We hope to have uh, the implemented within the month, weeks to come. He said in a French news conference, the Prime Minister of Canada, people are working very hard to create a system so that it's established before people start traveling for the March break. What happens if I refuse to comply? In a news release announcing the new travel measures, the government also laid out the fines for breaking the country's quarantine requirements. Violations can face serious penalties, including six months in jail and or up to $750,000 in fines. What about the land border? Because the Canada-US land border is closed to non-essential travel, most of the people currently crossing into Canada by land are essential workers who are exempt from quarantine. But some people who flew to the United States, some belt states this winter, ship their cars across the border and plan to drive back. I don't know when you plan on doing that. Who knows how long these borders are going to stay closed. You know, people who go down to Florida, they used to stay till about the end of, uh, of uh, maybe the middle of March, the end of March, to start coming home. But our land borders could potentially still be closed to non-essential travel. So we'll have to see what's going to happen with that. We're also looking at ways to further strengthen our land border measures, Trudeau said on Friday, and we'll have more announcements coming soon. Well, more than likely, the land borders are, are the extension of being closed will be extended until right up to March 21st, and probably beyond that, because we know how well that COVID-19 is going on in the United States. We know how well that's working out for you because it's not working out for you very well.
So those Canadians who decide to take other international flights into the United States to American Airlines, you are going to bear the cost when you return back to Canada. This doesn't restrict your movement, but it's going to hurt your pocketbook. And I shouldn't have to pay for it. Our Premier of Ontario is to make an announcement this afternoon on reopening the economy. Not all areas will be able to open. And areas that will be, um, be able to open I'm pretty sure that there's going to be um, a lot of restrictions. We used the color-coded measures to reopen last spring. The green, the yellow, the orange, the red, and the gray, which we still <laughs> remain in the lockdown and stay-at-home orders. Apparently, the emergency orders are to be lifted tomorrow. Stay-at-home orders, or probably, you know, when you start to open up the economy, the stay-at-home orders um, will be for those areas um, who are not able to open just yet. That announcement will be coming today at 1 p.m. And when all that information comes back out, I'm certainly going to come back on the show and talk to you about what the Premier of Ontario is planning on doing with this reopening of our economy. Quebec is reopening their economy. They're doing it in, in, in uh, regional phases as well, where the less cases are in Quebec, those places will be able to open up. We're still seeing 1,500 cases a day here in Ontario. So I don't know how this is really going to work out. Doctors are saying it's not time yet to start reopening. And because of the of the uh, of the uh, variants of this virus here in Canada. which includes not just the United Kingdom, but the South African vi uh, virus. And also, there is another one uh, from Egypt that is here in Canada as well. And we don't know enough about these variants. 
now these rollouts of these vaccines. Hopefully they start coming out. And the talking about the temporary Pfizer vaccine delays are largely behind us, the procurement minister says. Says that Canadians can soon expect the country's COVID-19 inculation campaign to pick up steam after Canada's vaccine rollout was temporarily uh, beset by delivery delays and reduced shipments of doses. The temporary delays that we have seen are largely behind us. Is an ad who is in charge of the shipments to Canada of these vaccines. So hopefully with these vaccines starting to roll out and picking up steam, and as we slowly start to open up our economy, that we don't that we won't have to go back into another lockdown. But that's going to largely depend on all of us, because it's not going to lift any of the mandated rules about wearing a mask when you're in a public place. Is it going to change anything of larger of gathering in large groups? All these measures we have in place are going to stay in place and are going to stay in place for some time. I can't see us being out of this pandemic this year. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to admit it, but I can't see it happening. I'm just hoping that when we start to open up, that we can stay open. People can get back to work. And with these vaccines coming coming back into Canada, hopefully this is going to help us stay open. Now, Canada should be prepared for the country's vaccine rollout to speed up in, in the weeks and months ahead. From February 15th, onwards is going to be a steep incline and the provinces and territories should be aware that it is ongoing it's going to occur and we're going to need to have all hands on deck for the rollout of large-scale vaccinations vaccines coming in based on the federal government's forecast allocations canada can expect to receive just over seventy thousand doses of the pfizer in the next coming week, with that number rocketing up to 336,000 uh, by the next week, of the week of February the 15th. A vaccine agreement spending expected to increase according to year's fall economic statement that the federal government spent more than $1 billion on its portfolio of vaccine agreements. But that figure will change. You know, with Pfizer and in, in, uh, Moderna and the AstraZeneca amid a dispute over delivery delays.
the NDP leader, he said, while he hopes Canada reaches its goal of vaccinating all Canadians who want a shot by September, he also wants to see more transparency from the Liberal government. Well, the Liberal government can only tell you what they know. And they're telling you everything they know about these vaccines coming into Canada. And we already know why we had delays of the vaccines coming into Canada. And we can argue this point all day. These governments can argue this point all day. Pfizer needed to upgrade, upgrade their facilities in order to get these vaccines rolled out. There's nothing that Canada could have done about that. You know, it's, uh, you know, critics, you know, got to criticize everything. They got to find the little things to, to pick away at. And yet I don't see these critics leading the country. That's why they're critics. Because they can't lead the country. They don't have the know-how to, to lead the country. It's like to pick and poke and criticize. And after a while, it just becomes, it just becomes old because it just comes back on you being a critic when all of a sudden you start seeing all these vaccines rolling in. The Prime Minister of Canada is doing the best possible job. The Premier of Ontario is doing the best possible job. I don't care what anybody else says. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario. Thank you for joining me this Monday morning. So, a little recap um, with um, what is going on with our travel here in Canada. Um, let me just scroll down to the bottom down here. And uh, before you came on the show here, um, people uh, are questioning, you know, why is it going to cost an individual 2000 for a hotel quarantine? Now, as you may or may not know, Anybody coming into this country, whether it's international or Canadians coming home, you are required to have a negative COVID-19 test 72 hours prior to your flight coming into Canada. And that must be a negative test or you cannot get on that airline. And once you arrive in Canada, you then have to take another COVID-19 test, pay out of your own pocket for that, and isolate in a hotel at your own expense on upwards of $2,000. Now, the reason why this, the government had put this in is because 
even though we had a travel advisory, people would just snub their nose at the advisory, come home, not quarantine. You know, I, I am defending this, you know, why, you know, as a Canadian and whether it's international travelers coming into Canada or Canadians coming home, why should I have to bear the cost? I didn't choose to go anywhere. I chose to stay home in my country, in my city. Well, we make our way through this pandemic. And with the new variants coming out, I don't see any confusion, I don't see any confusion about these, about these strict new rules. When it, when, when it comes to um, asking about the cost, The passengers will be billed for their hotel stay, and it's up in and, and it's a and it's about two thousand dollars. And they say it's unclear if two people sharing a room would have to pay double that with that amount. Well, it's two different tests, and you have to each quarantine for three days. So yeah, it'll be two thousand dollars a piece. So if it's a husband and wife, it's going to cost you four grand. And then many people have questioned how the three-day stay in a hotel could cost $2,000. The government says that the amount would also cover related expenses such as the cost of tests, transportation, hotel security, and added health protections for that hotel staff. Because we're not going to put them at risk. People snubbed the advisories and just went ahead and traveled anyways. Now, those people who go down to Florida every winter, they had their cars or, or um, their RVs transported over the border by a transport truck. And then they flew into the United States because there is no there is no restrictions of going to the United States. So they'd fly into the United States, jump in their in their vehicles and drive down to down to Florida for the winter. Now, the people in Florida, Canadians in Florida, um, they said if, if they had already received the, the COVID-19 vaccine in Florida, have asked if they would be exempt from the hotel quarantine requirement, and Ottawa says no. You will not be exempt. You're still going to have to be tested again before you leave and again when you arrive. No exceptions to the rules. Because, you know, the land borders are closed and then these people 
found a way about way around of getting their vehicles over the border by transport truck because only essential workers can cross the land borders between Canada and the United States. But they get their vehicles transported over by truck and they fly over into the United States and continue on the way down to Florida because there is no restrictions on flights into the United States and there should be. The United States is in agreement with us to keep our land borders closed. The, the, uh, the United States should be banning all international flights except for um, Americans coming home. Now, people have already been, I think it was up to three people already over the weekend who have, who have been fined. Well, of course, more tests equals more cases, right? And, you know, I mean, that, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, uh, of course, we're gonna we're gonna have more cases if we do more testing, and you know we do more testing, we can find we can potentially find those people who are um, asymptomatic, meaning that they have COVID, but they don't have symptoms, and they spread it. We're seeing fifteen hundred cases on a daily basis. Canada has surpassed 800,000 cases of COVID. We surpassed 20,000 deaths. Quebec alone, 10,000 people have died just in Quebec alone. And a lot of these travelers are not just from Ontario. Majority of these travel travelers are from Quebec getting around these rules getting their vehicles into the United States and then traveling down to Florida. And then they're, they're um, complaining about the new restrictions coming back into Canada when you shouldn't have been traveling in the first place. And it wasn't just people who want to go down on, uh, you know, just your average Canadians, you know, people who worked in the government over Christmas holidays went on a little trip of their own. Some, some resigned, some were fired from the government. Some people who were CEOs, one in particular here in London, the CEO of the hospital was fired. We have a nurse that she just snubs her nose at all restrictions. She's been fired. And the list goes on. But our government today, the Ontario government today, is, is going to announce how he's going to start reopening the economy and doing that regionally, meaning other areas will not be able to open as soon as they would like. We've been in lockdown since the 26th of December here in Ontario, Canada. 
and also with a stay-at-home order. In just a few days, we'll be in the middle of February. We'll be going on six weeks of this lockdown and stay-at-home order. Some other regional areas have been in lockdown longer. Our, our case counts have, have uh, dropped more than half. We were reporting around 4,000 cases on a daily basis in a seven-day stretch. And now we're down to about 1,500. But top doctors still want to see that go below 1,000 before we even considered reopening businesses. So people who are, conf are, are, are um, confused about the new travel uh, rules, go on the Canadian website about travel restrictions and you'll have all your answers. And it's not confusing, it's pretty straightforward. What Canada should be doing is canceling all international flights into Canada except for Canadians coming home, but they're still going to have to follow these rules. The United States should be canceling all international flights into their country except for Americans coming home. There's no time to be coming to Canada for tourism because there is no tourism right now here in Canada because it's all shut down. I don't know how more you know, how to explain this any better. You know, the rules, what I just mentioned to you, are pretty straightforward. It's not hard to understand. You have to have a negative test before you board your flight. You have to get retested when you land in Canada. You have to quarantine in a hotel at your expense for three days. If you test negative again, you can go home and quarantine for the remainder 14 days. If you test positive, you'll be put in a government facility. Three people have denied the test coming back into Canada and they were fined $880. can't go anywhere until you have that test done.
if we want to see our economies reopening, we need to abide by the rules. As tough as it may, as tough as it is, we need to abide by the rules. Well, I mean, you know, however, whatever they do in the um, in the United Kingdom or whatever like that, um, these fines issued to people here in Canada um, doesn't matter. Um, they are going to collect on these fines. They're not going to let you off the hook. If you got that $750 fine, which turns out uh, with a victim surcharge on top of that to bring it to $880 fine, you are going to pay that fine. Because here in Canada, here in Ontario, Ontario, we have a system that when you want to renew your driver's license or your license plate, all fines must be paid up. So you will not be able to renew your driver's license or your license plates until that $880 fine is paid. It's just like any fines that you get, any moving violation fines that you get. No, that's how it is because, you know, people weren't paying their, you know, for, for you know, for many, many years, people weren't, weren't paying their, their traffic fines. So the way the government would get their money is that if you have any traffic fines, then you have to pay it before you get your license renewed and your in your or your license plates renewed. No, taxes aren't unlawful. Taxes, taxes is how you know um, how the, how the country operates. You know when it comes to our health care. If nobody paid taxes, we wouldn't have a healthcare system. If nobody paid taxes, you wouldn't have um, employment insurance when you lost your job. You wouldn't have any government sick benefits if you lost your job because you were sick. That's what taxes are for. That's what they're for. If I lose my job tomorrow, I'll be able to go on employment insurance. Taxes are not unlawful. That's how city, that's how cities function as well. People pay property taxes. So we have city-ran facilities.
That's why we pay taxes. Now, this afternoon, our Premier of Ontario is going to announce how he plans on reopening um, the economy here in Ontario, what regions will be allowed to open and which ones will not be allowed to open right away. And that will come down probably around 1 p.m. And hopefully um, I get all the details on how that's going to work. And I would certainly like to come back out here and to make that announcement on how our reopening is going to happen here in Ontario of getting people back to work. So hopefully, you know, maybe around 2.30, somewhere around that time, um, that news should be out and I should be able to come back on air and um, discuss how the government is going to uh, discuss their plans on how they're going to reopen the economy here in Ontario. Uh, Quebec is starting to uh, open up their economy. Uh, Alberta is the same thing. Um, they're starting to open up their economy. So hopefully, um, you know, this is great news all around for everybody. And we'll have to see what happens. So um, I'm going to put the show up for 2.30 this afternoon, and that should be plenty of time um, to have that information about the reopening here in Ontario. So hopefully you can join me uh, this afternoon because this is my day off. So, you know, I can plan uh, for all this, and that's why I'm able to have a morning show uh, because I only work a four-day week. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, do that. So I will put the schedule time in for 2.30 this afternoon and uh, should have uh, that information about reopening the economy here in Ontario. So I hope some of this confusion over these uh, hotel quarantines and traveling, um, that has not cleared it up for you. You, you can go on the Canadian uh, government website and uh, you'll find the travel restrictions on the Canadian government website. And they're pretty straightforward, explained what the rules are on travel. So let's get those thank yous out there to all of the essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, and our police and our fire department. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Let's see another guest to come on the show. I am going to be back out here at 2.30 in the afternoon today. Um, 
uh, to make another announcement about our reopening here in Ontario. So I, I hope you can join me then. So thank you for joining me this morning, for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I will be back, like I said, at 2.30 this afternoon. And thank you to my followers and my listeners all over the world. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy your week, and I'll be back out here at 2.30 this afternoon. Thank you.